Welcome Home, a podcast by Taku. So a lot of people call me like a bedroom producer <clears throat> that came up in the SoundCloud era. And normally when I'm like painted into a, a genre or like a an era or whatever, like a movement, sometimes I might be like, oh, no, nah, actually, I really don't care. <laughs> I'm happy to be painted as anything, to be honest. But I think... That's one thing I'm proud to be a part of, like, as an artist that came up in the SoundCloud era, because it was such an amazing time. Like, I remember that time when I first found out about SoundCloud, I still had a full-time job, and that's when I did 50 Days of Dilla. And that record did really change my musical career, because, oh, musical career, I don't, I don't feel like I'm established enough to say musical career, but my musical lifetime. Oh, musical career. <laughs> um, because, like, I was just uploading a beat a day on SoundCloud. And that's when, like, people started, like, that's when I started, you know, building an audience. And it was just a feverish time on SoundCloud. There was just, like, a lot of really amazing artists that were just uploading a lot of music and a lot of great music. And it was super accessible. The app was, like, I mean, the website was just, like, really great to use it would just it was just a great time and I think I didn't think about it when when it was happening but that was really the start of me kind of building an audience based around my music before that I hadn't really done that and really from SoundCloud that's how I met people like Joke and people like Bowie and Keith and you know Joke obviously from Selection and Bowie um, and Keith from HW&W and those were the first kind of labels that took interest in me you know I've known Joe for a long time now um and that's where it all started like I reached out to him and he followed me on SoundCloud and the rest is is history as they say but another artist and other artists that came up from the era you know people like Sango and and Kei Trinata, who are both with themselves two amazing artists that have gone to be international superstars so you know, to be a part of that, that era and that movement was a special time for me and is how I met such amazing like-minded creatives. And I think what was beautiful about it as well is like, you know, nowadays when we post stuff or when anyone's posting on Instagram or whatever, TikTok, we tend to overthink. And back then on SoundCloud, when you had a sketch and you wanted to put it up to get feedback and just go for it, that's what you did. Like a lot of the stuff I put up on SoundCloud back in the day, and even the 50 Days of Dilla stuff, a lot of it was super raw and unfinished. But because that was the nature of the app back then, that you would put it up and it would, it would just, it is what it is. And people would appreciate that and appreciate the the frequency of, you know, of music you're putting out or how often you're making it. And yeah, I don't know if we'll ever feel that again, because the way music's going now with other platforms which i love that too like i i hate to be that dude that sits on the fence all the time and says i love everything but it's true because although different platforms bring different you know things to the table you know we weren't making any money 
from SoundCloud back in the day. And now that Spotify and Apple Music and all the other streaming services are here, we're making money off it. I just kind of look at it quite simply and be like, that's a positive. So, you know, the next person we're talking to today is part of that era, came up through that era. There's a selection family and just an amazing and kind person um, that I've kept in touch with over the years and um, definitely cut from the same cloth, if I dare to say so. Uh, welcome back to the... I hate these intros, but welcome back to the Welcome Home podcast. It's uh, just it's not another dude with a podcast. It's deeper than that. Nah, it's just uh, me talking to friends, really. But our next guest is um, someone that he's listened to me while I do this intro, so it's putting me under some pressure. But he's actually just someone that whenever I see him pop up on my timeline or receive a message from him or see him in any shape or form, it just makes me smile because. You know, he's someone that I respect and someone I've looked up to for a long time. We came up in the same era. Um, Not to say we are the same artists, but we just came up in a similar time. Um, And it's just great to see where he is now, not only musically or as an artist, but in life. And he's also just an amazing person. Really, really, really nice guy. (laughs) And just, you know, incredibly knowledgeable, incredibly talented, um, but extremely humble. Um, so I really, it's with great pleasure to to welcome Sango hey, to the thank podcast. You. How you doing? <laughs> I'm, <just playing. laughs> I'm good, man. I'm a. Uh, um, I would say sometimes I'm I do like ratings of like how how I feel. Um, mm. on like a scale of one to five, like five star. I'm at a four point eight. Wow! I'm After cool. that intro, or just in life? In life, mm. I would say last year and the year before that. Solid three, two, <laughs> maybe one at, some, at one point, <laughs> you know, so we came a long way. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I've known you for, you know, <clears throat> dare I say like almost 10 years. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when the SoundCloud era popped off, which everyone talks about the SoundCloud era, and I, I still kind of feel weird about it because it was like, it was a, it was an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Um you know, tell us about, like, for those that don't know Sango, there won't be many, but for those that don't know who you are, you know, who are you? What do you do? Well, um, I'm a father, a brother, son, uncle. I'm an uncle. Oh, congrats. Um, and a grandson. But uh, outside of that, I'm an artist, um, uh, I would say sound sound designer, um, mm. engineer a little bit, DJ of course. I think I left that's everything. And I, graphic designer. So I'm a little bit of all of it, and that's I an and I rap a little bit. I rap. I rap. I've I've became a rapper this year. <laughs> I'm rapping. Do we get to hear? That? Is it out? I have. I am rapping on my album. Amazing. Like, the whole like the verse took me like half a year to write, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and a lot of is it the lyrics to shook ones? No, I'm just kidding. No, nah, it's a it's a very very wholesome, amazing wholesome verse. <laughs> Have you always rapped behind the scenes? Like you know, when you're listening to your own music and you um, want to catch a rhythm? Definitely don't know. I think my strong suit is flows. Like I, I know mm. how just I know I'll be in the studio and someone will be like struggling. I'm like try this and oh, I, oh you know 
So I'm good at that, but not writing in the sense of like, uh, I can, I'm a creative writer, but like, man, it, it'll get too creative or too left field or just weird. So right. I'm like, I'm writing poem, I'm like poetry at this point, you know. Well, it's better to be like that than two on the nose. I, I tried rap because I, you know, I love, love, grew up on hip hop and rap. I, I started rap, <laughs> rapping on my own stuff yeah. like back in the day. Yeah, and uh, it just it was just terrible. Um, <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you what I. I'll it's exactly you how you think it would sound. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah, it's with Xavier Omar actually. He oh amazing. He's helping me. <laughs> he's like he's he pushed you to do it. Well, yeah, because like I sent him the song with vocals with me. I was like, can you get on it? And he was like, yeah. So he just did the- You're already on it. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I went back and redid everything. And then like, I was like, I don't know about that. He was like, nah, keep it. I'm like, okay, I got to rewrite everything now because this stinks, you know. Xavier and Sango, though, is like, you know, name a better duo. You guys make amazing music together. Oh, I would say this, though. I, I You know how you like, when you're writing a paper and you have somebody proofread it? Mm. I FaceTime Smino and- I know name drop, but this is for the sense of the story, sake of the story. I FaceTime him and he's telling me, nah, you got to do that. You got to do that. Let me hear it. And like he's giving, he's helping me how to, like, I'm like, I'm struggling with this part of the verse, this part of the verse. He's like, you have to, you need to simplify your verse. You're saying too many words. And I was like, oh, so I went back and just took out some of the words. And, and thanks to him, he <laughs> helped Amazing. me. He unlocked something in my brain. Like, oh, you don't have to say everything like, like Eminem, you know. Were there too many acrobatical mathematicals in there? There was a lot of um, semantics. <laughs> I feel like um, you feel like you know, mm. like a, just say. He said, just say I. You don't have to feel <laughs> like it. Just say I. You know, I'm like that's right because uh, my writing teacher would just say, you sound unsure. Why would you say feel or seems mm. or ought to be? No, just is. <laughs> you know, so. That's one thing I've been trying to do lately. It's like even with the emails or texts, it's like try to get rid of the words that don't need to be said, or like filler words, or like repeating yourself. Just stuff try that just seems I'm not confident. Like yeah, yeah, simple and plain language. Yeah. But then I'm like, I sound like a, I sound too cold. I sound like a robot. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm a too much of a warm texter that I come across as someone that's very insecure. <laughs> that's why you gotta like um, start with the. We call it cakey. You gotta start cake. Start off cakey and just like right, <laughs> bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use a lot. I use too many exclamation marks too. I know. Yeah, it's like I'm always yelling at people. I do the um, periods, but that, that, periods that, when I I shouldn't. I'm like, Wait, why are we doing da da da? Just break it. Enter. We have a friend. We have a friend that um I'm I'm like a I text in blocks. So I'll be like, Yo man, send. How you doing, send? And the, I know people hate it, but this is how I do it. We have a friend that says, Hey man. And then presses paragraph break, paragraph break, and then writes his message um, in one one big block. So when you get the text on like your notification, all you can see is "Hey man, dot dot dot." And I'm like, "Oh, what's something's wrong? Something's happened." <laughs> but oh, it's just like know, it's just yeah. the way he's it's just, it's the just the way he started the message. It's the preview. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I've done something <laughs> wrong. Um, but yeah, man, I think you have an amazing resume, um, and I think you're you're across so many things and. Uh, you do so many great things, but you know, what is life like for you now? Like, how are you doing all those things, including, you know, being a father, being a husband? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm about to give away a secret at this point. Um, you gotta, I, I've, I've eliminated outside life. <laughs> like, like I don't like. Um, if I have to like do work. 
I'm working and I'm like, you guys, you're not going to see me at parties and events. You're just not like unless involved, unless I'm invited and have to be there for a financial purpose or if, if it's about me or something I'm doing, you know, I'm not going to just show face mm. that like that. Like the only time I'm showing face is like, I'm just, I'm, I have to be there, you know, and you caught me there. So that has alleviated a lot of pressure with like just the industry world and like music world where I can just fo- like focus and not feel guilty. Cause I went through a phase where I felt I have, I had severe, I still struggle with it a little bit with the FOMO thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I've made all these life choices of like starting a family and getting married and going to school where a lot of my peers that I've met have done none of those things or maybe some of those things and no shade to them. It's just my choices in theirs. Hmm. And, um, and the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everybody lives a different separate life and that's the beauty of it. And the way I've mastered it in my eyes, obviously God has given me the power to do so and like the mind and, and like who to look out for and picking the right people around me and like being around, um, positive people. You know, I don't like to say energy. I, I I don't say energy anymore. I just mm. say energy. I just I don't know. Energy is not the not it. energy is like power and like electricity. I just people. You know, mm. so I was I'd rather say souls rather than mm. energy. I'm surrounded by great people, and um, they've helped me realize that it's okay to be father that you know father husband and just be out the way. You know, and I've mastered being comfortable with that. And that has opened up so many doors for me because like now I'm going to just speak on un- like unapologetically Christian at this point. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've realized that what what God has been doing is that like I've focused my energy on the things that he wants me to focus on and all the things that I secretly have my eye on. But, I, you know, I'm like not I'm trying to peek at it, but like. It's kind of like the, I'll divert a little bit. It's kind of like when Michael Phelps was uh, in the Olympics and they were like, it was that one race. I think it was like Ryan Lochte or somebody. Somebody was racing Michael Phelps or Ryan, Ryan Lochte and they were looking as they were swimming and it made them lose. And like God has told me, just when you're winning or when you're when you're like racing and you're winning, don't look back. Don't look left, don't look right. Just look forward. Focus on the things you have to focus on and you're going to finish, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and and your race, so that's how I've really balanced um, a lot of things um, with my life. Um, and music has been like a a slot that I like tend to, you know, on top of. And it's a very important thing. Music is <laughs> is important. You know, we wouldn't be talking mm-hmm. if it wasn't for music. Yeah. Um, so I treat that and I water that plant as such. Like it has to be, that has to be part of the cycle of like my my everydayness. Like, okay, I have to like, I have to be a musician at some point. I have to be a father and a husband and what and whatnot at some point. Uh, some of those things don't turn off though. Music, you can turn it off. That's the great thing about it. But some of these things, you better not, actually, you better not turn it off, you know, so. Right, <laughs> yeah, you need um, them. Yeah. I you, think that's, that's a great perspective because, you know, I think, we have similar paths, you know, I'm a Christian too. And, mm. you know, it's like there did come a time where you just have to say no to, to being that kind of artist of like going to events and, you know, having to show up to things yeah. that 
you might not just have time for. I struggled with it because you know a lot. You just feel you want to support also the people that are in your circles, but it gets to a point where you just can't do it, especially when you become a husband. You know, it's like yeah, there's there's certain scenarios or or things that you're just better off at home. <laughs> better off at home. Better off put away. We call it put away. I'm put away. Put away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, and it's no like it's like we're not. I'm not acting too good for anybody. It's just like no, no. I have, I have to be home <laughs> like yeah i have to be home and i was i was talking to my friend i was like yo remember that drake line he was like y'all running around on the road never coming home i was like drake said that you know how busy drake <laughs> is and like how big yeah. he said that like even drake goes home and now he has to because he has a kid and stuff but mm. it's just like yo like i f- i wish some of these spaces were like it was were like elevators like maximum capacity it's like look done you don't have to like be there that's why we have all these studio sessions with like five million people just watch just mm-hmm. in there you know you got a photo yeah. guy you got a camera guy you got a you got a um content you know you, this is just a let's just create first you know unless this mm-hmm. is just like unless you're documenting something right but we don't have to i see that i see that all the time in australia it's, it's becoming a thing where before i even hear about someone's body of work or them as a rapper or a musician I, they have seven music videos under their belt <laughs> and they have like all this content of like visual things and i'm like i haven't heard a lick of music in the stuff that i've heard you know <laughs> it's like and it's like it's just changed now people you know, that's why I bring back the SoundCloud era because I feel at that time we were just pumping out music. We were just putting it out and yeah. we were just like, oh, damn, did you hear that Sango edit? I want to do an edit too. And then it's just like, you know, it just became this thing where we're just like constantly working on our craft. Yeah. And I, I do love what you said about music being a slot too because mm-hmm. I find that even with myself, it's like music, I'd never want it to not be a part of my life. It has lessened, you know, it's with, with more responsibility and my life changing, but even if it's 30 minutes i have to do something musically related mm-hmm. otherwise i just like you know it needs to be part of the the routine and like for yourself having that slot has it it i'm sure it's lessened the time you know you become a father yeah. and things has that affected the way you view your time on music has it amplified it like you feel like you're you get into your groove quicker or Mm, that's a good question. That actually makes me think about a lot of the times where people want to get into music and they're a father or a mother. Mm. And it's just like, I have to dedicate a lot of time to learning first, you know. So I, I like, I got lucky because I started when I was like 14, you know. Mm. So all that just obsession was like from 14 to like 21, 22, yeah. 23. So now I'm like, I've put enough work in to like now if I pick up a NPC or open up the laptop or like just plug in my my, my piano keyboard, You're straight it's in. just like boom, you know. And I don't have yeah. to work, and I'm not working on something every single day for hours on end. I mean, I have been, you know, because I have an album and stuff like that. But that's like okay, now I have to make it up somewhere else. Like that time away from things that are important. I have to make up, you know, from there's a more, there was a moment in time where I was like, wow, I haven't cooked dinner in like a week. <laughs> this is we all, all we're eating in like Angela's tired and she's tired, you know, like, mm. like what I, you know, that's just cooking dinner is important. Why are we not doing that? You know, 
It's a three-hour exercise with the preparing, the eating, the cooking, and then the cleaning up. It's a big <clears> chunk <throat> of the day. Yeah, it was. I would definitely say, uh, not to like transition too much, but I would say, from the hours two p.m. all the way to eight is just father time. It's mm. daddy time. It's like it's full on. I mean, in the morning too, because they have school, and on the weekends is different. But like. It's from that point on, and it's fun though. It's like homework and you know, eating with them and like just talking to them, spending time with them. Um, and also, so that's from when they get home till till bedtime. Till bedtime, and then you know, after that, it's just like you know, quality time with my wife. And then hmm. I like to spend my days working at night and not too late. Sometimes late, I have to like warn Angela about it. Like, okay. I'm staying up till 2 p.m. Um, I'm going to sleep until... Fu- it's funny sleeping. Sleep until like 8 and 9. <laughs> <laughs> you wild. Yeah. Oh, 9. They got 9 this morning, man. Back I mean, in the that's day, sleeping man. for a father from what I know. Like, it's uh, definitely a sleep. Man, I remember sleeping in. And it, I wake up at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I'm like, that's not sleeping in. That's just oversleeping. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Um, that's just irresponsible lifestyle. Yeah, I know. And there's, <laughs> no, like, there's no, like, grid either. There's no, like, yeah. this day, this day. It's just, like, a mental thing. Like, sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to have to take an extra time to work on music because I just didn't have, it wasn't clicking today. Or, you know mm. what? I need to tend to this in my relationship or tend to this with the kids. So it ha- everything takes its turn, definitely. Mm. But um, it's just... You gotta like when listen like when people say listen to your body like, and it's funny because like when you listen to your body, you, you can't if you have to like go to the bathroom, you have to. It's a feeling, but it's hard to have that same thing with like men, like in the mental space because mm. like we don't like it's not painful and like to have you know what I mean. So we have to start listening to ourselves mentally too, you know. True. Like step away from the computer like this. That's why yeah. people just like don't even they just don't even press save. They're just like. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. that's like, I think that's like a better way to put it. Yeah, listen to your mental state because like your body, like you said, it's like sometimes it's the response is so, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, instinct, like it's like instinct to just do things. I know. But then sometimes we just fight. It's like, no, I can, I can keep pushing. It's like 2 a.m. And, you know, your wife's asleep <laughs> and you're just like. You slide into bed. It's just like yeah. that's the way it is. Sometimes it gets like with music. You, you sometimes you just hit this, and it's rare. Like you know, from back in the day when you're just making beats eight hours a day, have something to eat, and then go back at it again. <laughs> now it's like it's if you, you open up for like an hour, and then you you're feeling something. You just sometimes you just want to keep going because it's rare. Yeah, like, for me especially, you get into this mode. Um, but it must be like even harder. Like I don't have kids, but. I just like I'm I'm fascinated with how, you know, you, you just keep putting out um really quality music and also like I I don't want to talk too much about like social media and stuff like that cuz I feel I've done it a lot on this podcast and but for me it's really interesting to see your transition into like keeping yourself relevant as an artist mm-hmm. from coming from that era because you know there's a lot of artists that are struggling these days to to, to have their music being heard by masses of people mm-hmm. but you just do it in such a way that's so kai you know that's so mm-hmm. sango it's just like i love your you know sampling is my love language mm-hmm. um you know simple is what people just love because it's like 
so you mm-hmm. is that just you know something that naturally you've just kind of adapted to to kind yeah. of stay relevant online because yeah it's not everything <clears throat> but it's yeah. it's something you know something that we need to keep an eye on as artists to, to stay up to i would definitely say um my online presence and it's like let's not act like it's not important because some people are just like mm-hmm. unless you're like just super famous and you know right. you established that but i feel like we're, i'm at a point right now where I feel like I have to at least engage uh, periodic- periodically. Like, at least once a month, I have to make something engaging for people to grasp onto. And, it, and, and the thing is, it's like, I always ask myself, when I'm on Instagram or whatever, you know how many times I just scroll right past, like, even the homies stuff, too. Sometimes I might see somebody's, oh, I know, I, or I, I know them, like, oh, it's cool, that person spent like I don't a budget and you know it's just like for, all for it's us how to just it is. scroll it's how it is right yeah, you know so so I keep that in mind man even with the music mm-hmm. making thing it's like sometimes people you're dropping an album and just you know they might not go back to it and that's okay but mm-hmm. my, the thing that keeps me afloat is knowing that that's not the majority of people dealing right. with you know they're like most most of the times they're engaged because they're engaged you know it's not like they're just following you for no reason and that's where a lot of like the times are like the, the, the like the enemy can steal your like your pride and like of what your work is by making you feel too humble like by but the the humble trick is funny when it, it gets it works against you it's like ah, like no like actually own up to what you're doing and like like what we say here boss up like just take like ownership of it and like continue to do it so i mm-hmm. think in my way i like to like keep a balance where I'm showing off things, but I'm also just not overdoing it because I don't want to be like just some, you know, wind up toy, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just like I'm desperately relying on reels and TikToks just to uh, keep people engaged. I'm like seeing these numbers like, oh, 200 percent engagement. I need <laughs> to do, you know, like what am I selling? Yeah, I'm not going to just exactly. be doing something just for them to not. Where where is this leading to? And that's the thing about TikTok and TikTok and Reels. A lot of the times, it's not leading to anything that's gonna make you money, which is pretty cool in a sense because it's showing you you're not you don't really care about the money. But a lot of the times, it's just ignorance because you don't even know or to think that that's something that's possible. You're just like I just want to. You just value the fact that you're seeing like the views is just enough. Like oh, I got five thousand views in two hours that's enough where it's like, no, I would rather just get paid $50 in general. Uh, yeah. I'll take $50 over 5,000 views. Hey, I'll take cash yeah. over both things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. I mean, like a lot of people get caught up with that, that kind of like they create a piece of content and it might be so unrelated to what they do as an artist. By the way, I love that, that AI piece of the Mecca basketball thing. That was fire. Thank you, bro. And I, and I mean, I'm doing that stuff because I, I just want to work on something creative with like basketball. And you know, you know, we we're big fans of the NBA and basketball in general. Yeah. I think the older I get, I just realize how obsessed I am with basketball. My wife knows too because it's like constantly on. And when the off season's on, I find another league to follow. <laughs> but it's like I have one. I, que- just, I have one question. Have you met Andrew Bogut? I have. <sighs> he's the he's like, he's my he's my favorite Australian. Oh, mascot. really? <laughs> You not Luke Longley? Best. Huh? Say what? Not even who? Not Luke Luke Longley? Nah, I, I would say Patty Mills. 
A Patty. Patty Patty's Mil- legend. Yeah, because he's like, yo, he's like the first and he's like the first indigenous Australian player mm-hmm. ever. He has his own indigenous league out here in Australia too, like youth indigenous. That's fine. Um yeah. Also one thing I find funny about Patty, not funny but I find admirable is like when Australians go to America, there's some that'll adapt the American accent within a day. Mm-hmm. And there's some like Patty who've been there for decades and he still talks like an Aussie. And it just goes to show that it's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. It's a choice that, you know, how you speak is a choice. Um, like Josh Giddy went over there and then he's like, you know, we just, we just go out there and we show out, you know. It's like, uh, <laughs> but, um, but Patty's like, whenever he's interviewed, he's like, yeah, nah, you know, it's, uh, it's a good game to be part of. Anyway, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I met Luke Longley in where I'm from. He's, he's actually from Perth, Australia. We should, we should talk and, about people. NBA players that were f- like that that we have connections to that would be cool. That's oh, cool that'd thing. be cool. Yeah. Let's do it. I think like yeah, but I don't want to. Um, I don't want to disrupt your last question or thing you were talking about. Right, right, about. right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. get back on that one. This one kind of ties in, not really, but uh, this is a funny um, story because I was like, me and my wife went to this gelato spot, and then I was like looking for a flavor, and then I just feel this shadow come over me, and I was like, someone really tall stand behind me, and I look behind. And it's just this really tall young lady. And she definitely looks like a basketball player. Like she's got her basketball shorts on. She just finished, I think, working out, like playing a game or whatever. And I was like, oh, man, you must be a basketball player. And she's like, yep, my dad is too. And then she steps to the side and Luke Liz. Longley's there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And it was, he was like, and I was like, you're Luke Longley. He's like, how do you know who I am? And I'm like, come on, man. You're Luke Longley. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no one out here. I'm like, oh, you're being too humble. But yeah, that was a funny story because it was like, I thought it was Luke Longley because I knew he was like around here. Wait, Luke Longley? Daughter. People don't really know who he is in in Australia? I think he was playing. I'm like, come on, man. You're like, you know, one of our fa- you know most popular exports. You know? No, like Australia is, I would say Australia is like a big basketball place. Kind, it's getting bigger. But like, we have. Have you did you ever watch? Did you ever uh, watch Australian rules football when you when you came to tour? Did anyone take you mm-hmm. to? Okay, you should Google it. I would and definitely say I feel more of a connection to Australia and New Zealand compared mm-hmm. to Europe when it comes to some of our some of our sports mm-hmm. because you guys call soccer soccer, don't you? We call it soccer. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah, it's changing now a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Because the European influence in Australia is like they're trying to. Force you know what it I mean? Out. Like we're just like. We, you know, our sports are just, you know, people, we're in our world, you know, rugby is just yeah. such a big thing there and all that. You know, rugby so. in the U.S. too is like, is growing. Yeah. Um, but we digress. I yeah. think like, yeah, yeah. have you ever met, like, who's the most like popular NBA player you've met? I saw, I saw Dwayne Wade and, and his wife, Gabe, in, in Venice. Oh, wow. And they like walk past me and then my wife's like, I think that's Dwayne Wade. I, I saw him. And he got about like, you mm-hmm. know, 15 feet away. And I was like, Dwayne. <laughs> and, he, and he turned back and looked at me and that was it. Um, and that was that was a good experience for um, me. I enjoyed that. Who have I met? Uh, I met a few. Who's the most famous? Who's the one that you, you really Zach Levine. Zach, but the thing oh, is, Zach, though, wow. like we could talk, this is where it's funny because I'm from Seattle. And Seattle's a big basketball place. So meeting people and seeing people, it's just like people from the neighborhood. So Zach Levine and uh, Jamal Crawford and Dejounte Murray, those all the those are all guys from Seattle. You know, Jason Terry and Did you say Levine was from Seattle? Zach Levine's from Seattle. He's from Bothell, oh, Washington. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, 
uh, a lot of people. Isaiah Thomas, not the not the Piston, but the Celtic. And then growing up in Grand Rapids, uh, De- uh, Devin Booker's from Grand Rapids. Like he's from wow. he's from down the street. Like he went to high school right there. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, but he moved to Mississippi after. But uh, he's from here. He was he said in an interview, Devin Booker's from here, this city. Um, Xavier Tillman and like he's he's like the on the Grizzlies. Um, uh, who else is from here? Um, a few guys. Um, I don't know. I have to just think about it. But a lot of these, that's like Devin Booker is the most famous basketball player from Grand Rapids, though. Like Crazy. hands down. <laughs> he seemed like an LA dude. Nah, he does. He has. He's ambiguous, man, when it comes to his mm. how he is. Because you know, growing up in Grand Rapids and then moving to Mississippi, that's just two random places that just people can't really grasp. That combination of two yeah. is now Devin Booker. Yeah, and he's Mex- and he's Mexican one, and black and Puerto Rican, and it's like it's. It's just he's just America. He's <laughs> just an American. Yeah. <laughs> that's like exactly he's what it a melting is. pot. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. But yeah, I, I would never say yeah. the most famous though is probably. Um, no, I, I didn't say no. I probably Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Oh wow! When I was young though. I was too little. Amazing. I was too little to actually cherish it. But it was Gary Payton in in Washington State. Yeah, he did like a he did like a kids the youth thing, and we were there and we met him. Yeah. I mean, the segue from, like, this basketball chat, you know, I know that outside of music or just in gen- general, you're, passion- you're quite a passionate person. Mm-hmm. Like, if you follow Sango on on any socials, you might just see splashes of, like, hey, here's, here's some of the thoughts I have on, like, food or here's some thoughts Always. I have on, like, American confectionery or, like, you yeah. know, it's, like, it's just schooling people on your, your thoughts and, like, your passions. But, like, as a whole, what, what would you say kind of, like, you know, built you as as a person growing up like what were your like formative kind of influences and mm. and things that you even now um i would say <clears throat> my mom and my dad they grew up uh it's funny they grew up um miles apart but didn't know each other and they met in the military my mom's from indiana gary indiana the birthplace of michael jackson my dad's from chicago they met in boot camp and i feel like them having like military babies like my family or my like my siblings that was the already i was already like the the root of like us being different because you know we mm. were just on the base and stuff and then growing up in seattle that played a role and just like the the stuff my parents grew up on and like the just like even explaining to you earlier like how my mom grew up muslim and in like christian and my dad grew up with like a like a gangster grandpa or gangster uh, father. My granddad was, he, rest in peace, he was like one of the original vice lords in Chicago. And that's like, wow. <laughs> that's a, that is a gang right there. That's not like no just regular, that's like a famous street gang that like was known to like protect. They were hired by Martin Luther King to protect him when he lived in Chicago for a bit. Because the police, wow. ch- ch- uh, the Chicago police was too racist to like protect him. So he was like, <laughs> Can I get some security? And like my granddad was one of the people that actually on the street with a shotgun, like just wow, you know, back in the sixties and seventies was crazy. But but yeah, um, all that just knowledge from like just my past and just my people comes into me, and like I'm like just ready to just educate people on the things I've always known, you know. So you know, I was definitely say my family number one, mm-hmm. and then like you know, Angela being married to her. 
her family just is just so influential on me as well. Cause it's funny, cause I I met her before I even like became known for music, you know. So she's just she's just I give her a lot of credit for like where I'm at, you know, musically. So um, yeah, I would say that. Oh, amazing. I mean, like you know, the journey is so interesting. You know what I mean? It's like we're constantly formed by different kind of experiences, people we meet, people that we bring into our family. You know, when you get married, and you know your your family extends and. Mm-hmm. Um, do you kind of like see your 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 kids being creative too? Being a creative yourself is that something that you're like, you know, trying to instill in them, or you're trying to give them space to be like, here's what dad does, but it's, right. it's up to you. You know, what I mean, it's like, um, I would definitely say like, like I am not gonna ignore my kids' um, passions, mm. um, but I'll, I'm also like, okay, LeBron has a son that plays basketball and he's amazing, you know, and Two sons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you have like famous musicians that, you know, have sons and daughters that mm-hmm. going to be amazing because it's genetic, you know, it's, you know, it's not only did they see see it growing up, but it's just like in them, you know, mm-hmm. and my grandfather was a musician, you know, so I think they're like, yeah, my children are creative. They're very creative. And Angela's a creative person, too. She's like a she's a big writer type person. They're like she loves books and that type of creativity um so my my kids are just yeah i could see i can definitely if i could just randomly like just throw out like occupation i could see them doing at a young age like from now i could definitely see raquel she's uh, i could definitely see her like being some sort of actress maybe or like something something like just performative you know mm. uh and my son and teo um Maybe like some sort of like multi instrumentalist person, like that person that like can play like five different instruments, and you just need them in the studio to like play this part, play this part. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can remember things so easily. You know, it's just easy for him to just just hear something once and know it. You know, can play. He can play like he'll hear a song. Right now, he's on like Legend of Zelda theme songs. He'll hear. It tops five times and he'll play it on he'll play it on the the, uh, the marimba no he'll way. play it on the piano and it's like maybe like a a loop not like the whole song but it's just like the the motif of the song and then he'll go on into the next song and then like all right and like all right you just learned four songs today <laughs> four Crazy. little moments you know like and he, it's all stored in his brain and then he just doesn't care like it's not important to him it's just like, yep, I did it. And it's just next food. I want to eat a sandwich <laughs> and watch TV. It's, it's not like he's invested. He's just having yeah. fun with it, you know? He's just a prodigy having fun. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what type of thing is going on with him, but... Something's Yeah, and, and Raquel, she's a little younger, so it's hard to tell, but they're creative. I have creative kids, <laughs> yeah. Because are you, are you musically trained as well, or... Because, you know, I think back, I think we have similar backgrounds. It's just like sampling just chopping samples on the daily and like mm. murking samples was like the, the the funnest thing to do and it's obviously still a big part of your workflow mm-hmm. you know with your your instagram posts about sampling being a love language and and people loving that too because i feel that sound never is timeless you know mm-hmm. it's like i never want it to disappear obviously it's harder these days with you know a lot of people sampling getting deep and you know digging in the same places but mm-hmm. you know 
do you kind of just would you say you're like more of a producer as a musician i know it's a weird question but yeah you know there is a difference i would say um it's been a long time and you start realizing your strengths when you're around mm -hmm. people because at that basketball reference you can't see how good of, great of a player when you play against no one you know or and playing with people too like you you know teammates make you better you make teammates better rivals you know all that stuff so i would say throughout all my career i've learned that i am needed and i've seen the strength and this is the common thing and i think that my 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 sense of rhythm like drums mm -hmm. and um hearing certain layers in in music that's already done like um coming in and like fixing something or adding a new layer or we're stuck on this car we're stuck on this song we need that sango whatever you know mm. um that's my strong suit i'll come in and like um it's i would definitely say i i, I come from the tree branch of timberlands uh i modeled my a lot of like my inspiration came from him uh, a lot of people like a lot of, a lot of people they will say like neptunes or kanye but Timlin was just so obsessed with just weird drums and like just right. stuff that I I was obsessed with it, you know. And I'd I feel like Tim as well doesn't get that kind of like mm -hmm. he's kind of like a low key everyone's favorite. He's never mm -hmm. like you know who's your most influential, but he should be really up there with like you know the Neptunes and Dilla and and, mm -hmm. and Madlib and you know the the other greats because he was just like yeah, like you said, he was just a freak. You know? Yeah, man. Did, it, crazy thing so i would answer your question i would definitely say i'm a, I'm more of an artist and but i see the mm, basketball, basketball reference if i could put if i could and you asked her this question too if i could make myself into a a basketball player archetype as <sighs> as a as a producer i am 1000 percent a point guard i know i am <laughs> yeah <definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm on a point i know i'm a point guard um I'm more of like a two-way, two-way playmaking um, shot creator point guard though. Right. I make things out of nothing. I've definitely done that before, mm -hmm. and I see the floor like nobody else can. Um, and my ball movement is impeccable. <laughs> but I just stick to my play style. I'm not gonna be scoring a lot, mm. but I can create a shot out of nothing. I'm not standing. I'm not spotting up and nah. You know, I'm not, nah. I'm handling the ball, facilitating. And if the, hot, if the shot opens for me, and if, I, if, the, if the clock is winding down, and I have to like figure something out, and it's in my hand, it's like five. I'm not gonna pass it like you shoot it. I'm gonna make a shot, post. I don't know, man. If, maybe get a foul, whatever. Who's so, the player? Who's the player? So, I, so, wait, the so a two a two way play, a two way playmaking um, guard, shot creating guard. Definitely Paul Duran. Not two way, like, that's not a, that Drew Holiday, but I feel like I'm more of a. I am, I'm not that two way. <laughs> no, yeah, he's too. He's too he, leaning. He's on the too other. two way. He's too two way. Um, I have to think about it. Maybe like somebody like um, somebody like. Man, Mike Conley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like in the, not, in the things, he's not, the, he's not two way enough. I know. Um, I'm. I must. I must spend like ten more seconds thinking. Maybe um, I feel like Alonzo. 
I was gonna. I'll just okay. I'll we, I'll let you go, and then I was gonna go. You mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to say, but it, people sleep on Lonto. Yeah, they do. But a two way playmaking, a two way playmaking guard. That shot. That's a shot. A two way playmaking shot creating guard, for the most part. I could yeah, probably just AI. Like, I could probably just AI. Yeah, you could chat GPT that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me see what. what, what mine was, was the same. It was like you know, I think it was like a pass first, two way. Sh- yeah. Point guard. Because the 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 more time that I just know my strength and I know that it's like bringing people together on something mm-hmm. or on any creative project. It's like I know my limitations. <laughs> are very, I'm very limited musically and musically, you know, inclined to kind of. I'm not like a Ryan Leslie that'll jump in and be like, bum, 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 yeah. like and just like create something from something from scratch. It's like lately now. It's like even when I work with you. You send over an amazing kind of like foundation. That's that's just that shot creating. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's that and bag. It's like this thing that's just like, oh, there's something here, and it's like Sango's done this thing, and it's just like adding those flourishes and bringing in another person, and you know, diamond off to someone else, and then you know, like even with Lonzo, I was gonna say Lonzo is like one of my favorite players, but also he, he kind of reminds me of myself as a creator because when he first came in the league, he couldn't shoot. But mm. like he was willing to like learn and like put in the effort to kind of try and to be better at certain things, and I feel like that's me too. Like you know, I'm not perfect at a lot of things, but I, I never have stopped yearning to kind of put myself in uncomfortable positions to learn more mm-hmm. and like be better, even though it might not be, you know, at a standard that other people, you know, think it should be. I'm just like, well, right. I'm happy with where I am. Um, did. I mean, and that's another thing. I was just looking at your page before we jumped on. Mm-hmm. It kind of like kind of goes into well with, you know, your slogan for your design, mm-hmm. and your you know your 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 apparel line is um you know is grow daily. You know, be patient, grow to daily. To be patient, grow grow daily. I mean, that kind of like ethos around you and your work. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Like, where did that come from, and yeah. why is it important to you? It's important to me, man, because. Um, I remember my aunt, Rylane, she, I remember vividly, she was in the bank and she said, Hey, Kai, I was like, maybe like nine or eight. Kai, you, can you sit in the car? I got to drop off this check. Um, and then she took forever. Like it felt like forever. And she knew it was forever. And she's like, I'm so sorry, baby. Like I had you in the car so long, but you know, you're a big boy. Da, 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 da. You know, you're, you're, the, you're the most patient kid I've ever met. And I'm like, and then uh, she, she went on. And then it, it, sometimes it's funny. Cause like people in like older people in your life make an impact crazy. She went on and like went, brought me back to home, like my house. And my mom's name is Tracy. Tracy, and it's funny because we have the song, you know, together. It's funny. Mm, Tracy, your son is so the guy is so a patient boy. Like you, what do you? You guys are so patient. Like wow. So that just kind of like was drilled in my head, and I was like, when I grew up, I was like, I kind of, I was kind of obsessed with like knowing that that's like something I'm I'm good at because not a lot of people are good at being patient with things. But when I was younger, being patient just meant waiting. <laughs> just like, I'm yeah. good. I can wait longer than you. You know, when I was a kid, like, watch me wait longer. Like, okay, all right, let's wait. So that's always been a part of my spirit, mm. being a patient person. But, I, but I've learned through marriage and through having kids that, like, patience is just knowing when to um, 
when to like let go and like have less control of things mm. and that's the that's the space and time of like when it starts and when it ends of like all right all right let me <laughs> let me grab it again you know so um and that started like this always this always been like a thing i would just like i remember it was like a, a bio and my, on my instagram like years ago i just did it because it was like something i was teetering on like maybe being an album you know but i just i felt that felt too like zen could it be an album? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, why am I going to put an album out called Be Patient Go Daily? Like, that doesn't sound like an album. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of Zen home mm-hmm. music, you know? Um, nothing against people that made that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like a, a like a bio thing. And then I ended up just, like, figuring out, trying to, like, make some merch that wasn't just Sango. So I pulled that out of a rabbit hat. And then around the same time as like the pandemic started, I was like, we need, I, mean, I need something to put out, like to just get people to feel more secure about what's going on. So I, I just made these hoodies and like people gravitated towards them and they weren't expensive. They were like, you know, I'm like, look, you know, I'm not forcing you to buy it, but like, if you buy mm-hmm. it, you know, this is just something I'm trying to do to make money, you know, while I'm not doing shows. And, um, that ended up being something that, and now I'm still working on it too. It's not like something I'm like, just like I'm quite literally <laughs> listening to the phrase. I'm letting, I'm being patient, letting it grow daily. So, um, it's been. I think it's like it's just an amazing another like aspect to your, you know, mm-hmm. your offering as an artist. You know, yeah. and another like outlet for you to express yourself. Yeah. Which you know, I encourage any all artists to just try you know different avenues to, to to you know one make money and to 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 build a business for yourself yeah and to you know show another side to your creative you know right you know abilities because you 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 graduated from college as a design like as a yeah. graphic designer right so yeah that's i went to school part for of that your life. yeah and <clears throat> i was like i was in graphic design school expecting to just have a design job mm. i feel like i quote unquote blew up in school which was kind of funny because that was real and like a lot of these producer kids, kids would come and crash. Twice, uh, this guy came, found me, saw me. I was in like a lecture hall. I was like, "Yo, you're uh, you on Selection Radio?" <laughs> and I listen to it every day. You're Sango, right? You have to be. He's like, "You have to be Sango." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, another time was when um, my art history teacher, the hardest hardest class I ever took in my life. Like, remember, like. 40 dates and <laughs> like art pieces it's crazy his uh his son her son um came uh into the class uh one day and saw me and waved which is random i was like this dude waving at me just directly to me and then like a few days later he came back in and was like hey i didn't want to bother you you were working on something i came to take a picture i'm like that's cool um what's up yeah uh, i'm a big fan of your music and then this is in front of his mom who's my teacher mm. Kai, who are you <laughs> and um i was like yeah uh i'm not i wasn't lying about she was low-key angry right like yeah she was, she like, was like so angry because she didn't understand <laughs> i remember I, I remember i uh missed the class i missed the exam i missed one i missed a as exam because i was uh my flight was delayed leaving paris Mm. I had like a little I did like a weekend thing I did Amsterdam and Paris and I was flying home Sunday and I was gonna be back home early in the morning like early in the morning and it got delayed to the point where I was late 
the getting home and just the whole day was over. And then like I was explaining to her, I was like, I'm flying. She's like, really, you're flying from Paris? <laughs> and I showed her the ticket, and you know, she was like, what? What do you do? I'm like, well, I'm a DJ. And she's like, okay, that's cool. And then her son doing that, it was like, okay, this cool so is this guy, you know. Mm. So, you know, that happened, and, you know. Um, just, that would have been an interesting time, you know, like, because, you know, you're, mm-hmm. all the people around you are, you're, you know, similar age to you, and, like, that would have been quite were you like then okay i think this is like music for me is design will be second music is first yeah I, that was my hope going into school <laughs> i was like man i'm always do music but my my actual my 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 um, my plan was to like somehow get into a design firm and i was aiming me and angela were aiming for like for like brooklyn new york type of thing mm-hmm. i was gonna get into just a regular design firm try to kill it there in new york make my way into like RCA or Sony as a designer, in-house designer, like designing like, it's funny because I have friends doing the same exact thing. Um, they're doing work, like album rollouts and stuff. And this obviously didn't work, but because um, <laughs> I had other plans. But yeah. that was my plan though. You know, I was going to like, you know, go do that. But Design is like amazing. I still do all my designs to this day. I still work with people though. Like that's it's much it's yeah. much more collaborative. Before it was just me doing everything. Like you know, you know, doing everything. I'm talking about every, doing like test. But now prints, I guess you know you're you know art directing your own releases and you know still still controlling it. I yeah. think that's what's like another great aspect about you is that you really across everything when it comes to your releases because you know visuals is everything mm-hmm. you know and tells the story just as much as the music does mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah you're right i um i wanted to ask you just as we wrap up as well about mm-hmm. this like album that you've been trickling through like trickling throughout the conversation mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that like because i know musically um you're in a special place right now you're listening to some some I don't know, demos or samples as we jumped on this call, mm-hmm. which sounded amazing. Can you give like your fans a bit of an insight of what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, definitely. what to come and like what who's on it? What's so, about? What's the name? When's it coming out? Yeah, I'll give you all the info because this is <laughs> like who cares? Like why not? You know, um, <clears throat> it's North Volume Two. That's the name. Oh, of yeah. So it's North. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I went full circle with it, and a lot of the time, the, the reason why is because. I felt like I haven't revisited that sonic space in a minute. Like it's been years since I like felt like, because I drew a lot of inspiration from my family and like just the richness of it was like just Sango. You know, I had an album called In the Comfort of. That was more. People liked that album, but I felt like that album was uh, some an album I want. I, it came out too late. I wanted to do. I wanted to put that album out years before but I was waiting for a deal and it was just like you know I could have just made more music but I was like nah, I'm gonna just follow through um but with North Volume 2 this is everything I've been trying to do at, like since ever you know so like it's every everything it's like the culmination yeah everything this is like the first album that I can say that everything I've wanted everything I want everything that I wanted it to be like and sound like is it there's no like there's no like things that feel like I'm just like bending over backwards or like I have to like 
okay, well, this will work instead. You know, it's, it's, I'm getting my way <laughs> with this album, you know, right. sonically, you know. Um, Cause if, if, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but North was your, was that your debut? That was, oh, that's technically my that debut. Debut album. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Some, some people might say like, this might be, or another one. But as people have, there people take technically say debut albums are like the, your first album that would chart, or mm. with a major label. That's right. like your debut album. Everything else is just mixtapes, whatever like that. Yeah. I'm like, nah, own it, bro. Like this is not your debut album. This is just an album that you're able to like put a budget towards. Right. Yeah. You know. So, um, yeah. This is this is it though. This album's gonna be it. I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, I can't wait to hear. Um, it's. Oh man, it's it's uh it's it's a uh, heavy album because it's dedicated towards both. I lost both my grandfathers in the same year last year, mm-hmm. which was crazy. It was like, and that's the word I'm using too. It was crazy. It was like to have this happen and this happen back to back, and it's just like obviously you know old age happens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it doesn't make it easy. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have any male beyond my dad and my uncle and my two uncles that's it like mentorship wise mm. it's like three men in my life that I have like older than me that I can like direct like family wise that I can directly like gravitate toward you know yeah. so I lost two men and those are like the libraries I always say like the libraries of our families are like the men of the or 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 grandmas too, depending. But main, mainly, I feel like you always see like some Yoda figure or like some Rafiki figure in our family. It's always some male like old school guy that's been in the war. You know what I mean? Just a storytelling type of guy. Um, and I lost both of them, so I'm taking all of that and telling my story of like my life and the theme is just like their lives it's funny it's like the way the way way i'm explaining it sounds interesting but it's it's like i'm taking themes of my grandfather's lives and turning them to modern songs because they just live such crazy lives you know um yes it's it's cool (laughs) it's cool yeah no that's that's an incredible concept like yeah yeah, i can't wait yeah the album cover sorry the album cover yeah the album cover is my father my grandfather on my mom's side he was like on vacation in Hawaii. It was fire. It was just, he's just like, it, he's fire. like wearing all white. It's fire. It's fire. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And what was the significance behind like for, obviously for the the debut album and this one of, of the the title North? North is heaven. You know, right. I, it's like it's my secret code. <laughs> I don't want to say heaven. The first one was dedicated to your <clears throat> your. Um, you said the you said the it? first one. The first one was dedicated to... The first one was more so dedicated toward, like, where I want, how I want to be and mm. how I see my life going right. north, you know, and, like, just mm. high hopes. It was, like, a high hopes. Like, I'm ready for the world type. But this is just, like, now this is... This album is more... See, I was eerie a bit. Mm. I, I, I threw the, the whole, like, we need this type of track. Just, no, that whole, this album is just... It's just is what it is. It's just... A, it has a whole essence about it where it's just me and the art, the art of storytelling too and to, with music you know we need that we need more of that genre. yeah and i think it's like 
that's like we we all look up to like Kendrick because yeah. he's like the master of storytelling. Yeah. And, you know, I think your, this story that you're telling now is, like, really fascinating. Yeah. I'm sure we can't wait just, to Just it. imagine, I would say this, and I don't want to, like, skew you like you're listening, but imagine, like, if uh, a producer has a chance to tell their story. This is the most intricate and detailed way it's going to be done. Um, Amazing. Yeah, and on top of that, it's, like, it's just, it's so just home. It's, like... You listen to this album, you're like, man, this is, this, I mean, am I in this guy's house? And like, you know, just the, you know, the fi- the stuff that's going on in the music and like just the stuff I'm sampling, like, hmm. it's just, it's just black. <laughs> it sounds like a black. <laughs> and, and this is the one that you're also rapping. Yeah. On, yeah. Right? It's, it's just, it's just like, it's, it's like, just black. It's just like my family, my family. It's what I was raised on. Just like, it's Pretty like, well. yeah. I would, I, I would definitely say this. I would definitely say. Uh, the closest thing I can, I can like compare it to as far as like, um, uh, uh, storytelling wise, and like just, just how it's put out is you know that Saba album that came out. Uh, he had his grandfather on the cover. I think it was, right. I think his grandfather, somebody. Some, it's an older man on the cover though but that, that whole album is just about his family and like just his upbringing and that album uh, it was amazing that was, it was a very calm it's a few good things a few good things yeah well, that's a fire album cover too yeah it's just straight up you know um, this album my album is just like it's, it's it sits in that type of like space you know I love it. I yeah. think it's, I don't know. I'm seeing a you know a lot of our generation of artists wanting to tell the stories about their families and their upbringing because mm-hmm. I just feel like our older generations never got a chance to do that, never wanted to do that, or there was a stigma around. Yeah, I you know, know our fathers or grandfathers talking too much about themselves, <laughs> or like you know sharing too much about who they are or what they felt. So I love that kind of you know yeah man cycle thing and uh and yeah, when's that slated for roughly? Uh man, some late summer, hopefully. Okay. So Can't we're, wait. we're gonna see what's going we'll keep on. Keep an eye out. Yeah, oh, man. man. Yeah, I think like I just want to say, you know, so excited for your new music. So thankful for your your back catalog of music. Um, thankful for you as an artist, and thank you for, for you for your time, man, to be on. Oh, thank you. Because uh, I know, like you know, time is precious, and. Um, to tell Angela that you're going to jump on a podcast with Regan wouldn't have sold too much for her to worry about. But be okay fine. with it. So thank you, Angela, for your Shout kindness. Out to her. Too. She's she knows, man. And we, and we, you know, we've been talking about this for a few days now. So yeah, yeah it's all good. Sent, Let's just quickly sent see. It, sent it to you. Oh, you said it. Yeah. Oh, my man. Thank you. Yeah. I just popped that right now. Yeah. That's me on the flight today. Um, let's just check who won the game today, real quick. Clippers and Suns. I hope Do you want to make a prediction Suns, before Suns, you Suns. We need Suns to win that. Damn. <laughs> who, who, who is a Clipper? Why should they win? <laughs> like, right. We got the Lakers. Clippers won, Clippers won by five. <sighs> I wonder who should. Probably Kawhi. If, um, <sighs> Kawhi with 42. Russell with... Oh, wait. No, I'm looking at minutes. My bad. <laughs> Wait, Kawhi okay. with thirty eight. No, no, <laughs> Kawhi with thirty eight. So not far off. Super efficient. Um, Eric Gordon, he always shows out. Nineteen. Yeah. I would say, uh, man, I would say two teams. I want 
in the finals. I, not seeing in the finals, but I just want in the finals. Because there's a difference. Exactly if you're like trying to like bet, and then this is like not. <laughs> this don't exact. Don't take mine. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't um, take this to the. I want to see. I want to see. Um, I want to see uh, New York and uh, the Suns. Mm, of course. I want to see. Suns that. is a tough one for me to swallow. I just, I don't. I've never been a fan of CP3. I want to be because he's great. But I just Devin, I gotta go. Devin Booker, man, he's from here, so D book, yeah, he's great. But Lakers, Knicks, we gotta, we got the Knicks would be incredible. Like, we need to see Lakers versus Knicks. That'd be amazing. That'd be the Lakers. That'd be good. That'd be a good game. Now that'd be a good. That game. would be good. Yeah, I heard uh, Randall's injured though. Something happened to him last mm. game. But um, yeah, I th- I no, wanted to ask <clears throat> before before we bounce because we talked before mm. we press record. We we're talking about food. Yeah, quite in depth. But just before we sign off, because mm-hmm. a lot of people that follow you know you're passionate about food, know you're passionate about cooking. Mm-hmm. But w- what's your top three? I think cuisines is too general for you. But what's your top three dishes? Any cuisine, mm. like you know, one one dish from any from any any um, culture, any number three. three. You can't fade a sandwich. <laughs> You cannot. <laughs> no, you're talking about what sandwich? I feel like, yeah, now what sandwich? Yeah, um, but you're right. Sandwiches are underrated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, we, we'll narrow it down. I mean, a breakfast sandwich is crazy. Um, a uh, uh, banh mi is crazy as well. A Philly cheesesteak is crazy. I don't Do consider you, a hamburger sandwiches too. No, they're not. This, that's a, right, that's, thank you, thank you. That's Go a ahead. that's a twist. That's like calling like. A remix and original, like come on, man, right. like hamburger, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hamburger up the original. It's not <laughs> my mom. My mom's like hot dogs a sandwich. I'm like mom. No, I love you, but you're pushing it. <laughs> it's, a, it's 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 different. It's like, yeah, it's a different category. Um, I'm gonna have to say, probably, um, man, like, probably like just like a a classic. Turkey club sandwich, <laughs> just yeah, for real. you can't, you can't, you cannot, you can go anywhere in the world and like, if all else fails, just do a turkey sandwich. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, when um, the ratios are right and the bread mm-hmm. is good. I would say number two. Um, I, I would before that I would also consider a, a euro a sandwich. Right. It's funny though. It's a wrap, but it's a sandwich. But though. it's yeah, yeah. It's different. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I, I think it has to do with the, <clears throat> the, the ingredients, you know, yeah. for it to become a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, for euros, yeah. I would say number two is probably... Um, see, this is where it gets tricky because I'm a, I'm a big fiend when it comes to, like, Asian food and Mexican food mm. and, like, me, like Mediterranean food. Um, so it's probably one of those is at three. But... But if it had to be, like, one, one thing I say for people... With this question, it had to be something that, like, these three things are the things you eat for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah you already know. Um, uh, okay, number two is, is, number two is like, it's a three carousel thing. But number one, I'm eating, I'm eating it all the, it does like, it's done. So number one, I'm gonna do number one and number two, like, later. Number one is red beans and rice with cornbread. That's, mm. that's just like, my mom made it. Like, it's vegan. If you if you want if if you want if you want it to be red beans and rice and cornbread is just like a staple. Like you can mm-hmm. if you're full off that, 
And if you want to add oxtail or like um, oh, like roast chicken, chicken or like roast beef, you can add or pot roast. You can add that. But like that's that's so consistent in my life. But number two, probably um, these are the three carousel. Like the you just can't like like. The jerk, jerk, jerk chicken is just <laughs> jerk chicken, rice and peas. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, oh man, um, pho is just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and tacos, <sighs> tacos are so good. That's like so uh, good. I would I would say tacos is a better is better than pizza. I would say tacos are better than pizza. I can say that full on. Unapologetically. Yeah. Tacos is better than pizza. No bias because my wife is Mexican. Like, I'm, I'm being honest. Like pizza, three slices in, you're it's just like, like that. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. Yeah. You're just like, pizza oh. is, is not one that you can just like, you're right. I think you're I right. I mean, it's tasty. I think it just blew my mind. It's tasty, but it's just... I'm never like oh even man, Italian one even when I eat pizza I, when I eat I'm just like I'm <clears throat> KO'd I'm just never I'm not I'm not like well but with tacos you can just keep going and yeah. it's like and it feels good I think that's another thing we need to like fresh ingredients get, fresh ingredients and it needs to sit well with your stomach yeah man and I, I <laughs> like and I think all those dishes you mentioned are all like really flavorsome but also yeah don't make you feel like you're about to die. Yeah, I would definitely say <laughs> uh, pizza's more pizza's. If you're going, if you're making a list of tasty food, mm. just food. I know, right. I know, food is based off of taste, but like a bite of pizza is up there. Yeah, but like, but, tacos, but, but, yeah, but a right. dish is like how it sits in your stomach, uh, how healthy it is, how often you can eat it. You can't eat pizza. <laughs> no. You can't eat pizza, but it's tasty. When we have corn tortillas too. It's like it's just <clears> like much better food. Like yeah, it doesn't sit as heavy. Mm-hmm. You get the same level of customization with a taco with the different with yeah. the different meat. You can get a, t- a chicken taco. Uh, I've had lamb tacos. Those are crazy. What's your favorite meat to get with the with the taco? Mine's are the uh, lengua. Lengua's oh man, that's like and cabeza. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah, so that's hungry. some real. I'm real. So hung- I'm so hungry, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would definitely say my f- my favorite topping of taco is probably carne asada. Like you can't. Oh, of course. <laughs> like come on like that's I mean it's like vanilla ice cream man like <laughs> what's a taco without do you guys made, do you guys made like mean tacos at home or do you yeah, go out yesterday right yeah, like literally yesterday we made carne asada tacos what's the is there any like secret for cooking at home I always find that it's not as good obviously um, but. you have to grill it you can't I mean stove tacos yeah. are good but you gotta <laughs> you gotta grill your meat yeah. man like them on the coals yeah man oh I should have did that. It just takes phone. longer. I know. It gets that nice taste. But like, I don't know. It's not the healthiest way to eat meat, man. <laughs> no, no. Like, yeah, you're charring yeah, it until yeah. it's like black. Not at all. Yeah, but it's good. But It's yeah. good. But yeah. Man. On that note, it's lunchtime here in Australia. And I'm sure it's like, man, it's like almost midnight over there. Yeah. 11. Uh, 11 Sango. Uh, I'm waiting for Frank Ocean to play. 11 toy. <laughs> and see him uh, on Coachella. What time is he on? One for, one a.m. for me, so two more hours. I love the Coachella stream. It's the best thing they've done. Yeah, yeah, I know. You don't feel left out um, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like you're there, <clears throat> yeah. bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for for your time. Thank you for coming. And we look forward to North Volume Two. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you for being you, man. Thank you.